906 at WPTF Radio. That's AM 680 and FM 98.5. Be sure the buttons on your car, one on the AM line and one on the FM line, are set to receive WPTF, where you'll hear the Tom Kearney Show five nights a week, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10. We try to bring you programs that are entertaining and educational, and to a great extent, we try to concentrate on the world that we're in here. That is, who better to talk about things in North Carolina than people in the capital city of the Tar Heel State? Uh, starting about five or eight years ago, I don't really know which, uh, somewhere in there, I started doing some programs that had to do with nostalgia. I think some the program director or somebody said, well, you know, it would be interesting to, to talk about uh, how people feel about the telephone. Actually, this was the literal example he gave because uh, it, increasingly we've had the smartphones and the ones that do everything but flush the toilet for you, and sometimes that's possible too. Crank your automobile, check your security, whatever. But when I was young, my granddaddy had a telephone. I lived with my grandfather, my mother, and I did until my daddy came home from the war, and we still lived with him because there was no place to move. They hadn't built a lot of stuff during World War II, and the Depression, but we had to wait to find some uh, low-cost housing or some place that we could move. But uh, hey, we, uh, uh, at uh, uh, where I lived, we uh, we had. Well, what I really want to say here, I'm trying to figure out an easy way to get into this. But what we're going to talk about tonight is Tom and barbecue, and and part of this is inspired by the fact that uh, Wilbur Shirley the uh, founder and sometimes co-owner and then owner of Wilbur's Barbecue. Uh, if you ask anybody about my hometown where I grew up, now I haven't lived there uh, for uh, 60 years, I guess, since I went off to college, but uh, they would tell you two things. That that's where Wilbur's Barbecue was located, and justly so, and Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. And strangely enough, they're right next to each other. In fact, Wilbur's is right at the end of one of the runways. Uh, I once worked for, and part of this is going to be my story tonight, but I want to hear your story. I want to hear about Joe and Frank and Sam and and Lucille and barbecue. If you're Eastern North Carolinian, you need to demonstrate for those who have come new to our world and don't understand the importance of the particular kind of barbecue. It's our native food is what it amounts to. It's perfectly all right for other people. I've never believe that uh, the the kind of barbecue I like to eat, which is barbecued pig, by the way, there's no cow in there anywhere, uh, should should reign over the world. But I do reserve the right to uh, want to have it where I am and be able to to uh, to eat it. It is the kind of stuff I grew up with. Uh, so I would like to hear your story. If nothing else, if you're in Dunn or uh, Wilson or uh, Chapel Hill or Cider City or Wherever, call me and tell me your favorite barbecue place. It doesn't have to be one of the bigger, well-known ones. There is something in North Carolina, for instance, that you can see uh, in the travel and tourism materials. And we had uh, had uh, Wed Tuttle on the other night, the head of the of uh, Visit North Carolina, and we talked about this for a moment. Uh, it's a sampling. The, the trail is a sampling of good places uh, to go and and. Wilbur's Barbecue in Goldsboro was one of those that was there. It, it was true, uh, and I think this is one of the reasons that it was known. It's not the only one, uh, but it, it, the Wilbur con- continued to cook his barbecue over wood, insisting that the, the uh, grease 
falling off of the whole hog, not just shoulders and pieces of, of the hog, but the whole hog, skin, ribs, all uh, falling on the, uh, the, the coals would uh, create a smoke that really smoked the, the food as it was being barbecued, which means, and barbecued means, of course, that it was being cooked slow and low, not grilled, but barbecued. It's, 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 it's a point that you have to keep in mind. And I want to hear about you and your barbecue, too. I'll tell you about me and barbecue. You tell me about you and barbecue. And tell me what your favorite barbecue place is. If you, if you were in Wayne County, where I'm from, for instance, it might be Wilbur's, but it might be some other place. It might be a place called, and I know, never know whether I pronounce this man's name right or not, but if you know, you can call me and correct me. But Grady's, or Grady's, and, uh, in southern Wayne County, near... Uh, Deadly, not far off of I-40, near uh, Mount Olive and uh, and Goldsboro, places like that. Uh, it cooks over wood, uh, and uh, slow and low. It's real barbecue. But I want to know about you and barbecue. So the subject tonight, what I'm nostalgic for, is barbecue because it probably was, well, probably the first thing I had there by way of food or drink or sustenance. Uh, was probably my mother's milk, but after that it was a Coca-Cola because my grandfather worked for the Coca-Cola company in Goldsboro, and I was living with him, remember, for about 40 years. So there was always a Coca-Cola around. But the food, well, it was it was many times barbecue. You, it was the only thing, like you can order pizza now, and you can order this food or that. The only thing you could order then, there weren't even pizzas, but you could order barbecue. It wasn't from Wilbur's because he didn't. It didn't exist then, and that's going to be part of the story that I would tell you. It was from a place called Scott's Barbecue, which uh, was the primary place that I ate barbecue. My grandfather uh, serviced them. That is, he dropped his Coca-Colas off there, and uh, so we would get an order that usually had some special stuff in it. But he would order a tray, a little paper tray, and they would deliver it. It just was part of my youth. Uh, it was the only thing. And it was it was the treat that, that one would have. One, the other treat would be would, would be fish, this stuff from the fish house and so on. But if you were wherever in Eastern, wherever you, our signal is heard, tell us. And if you're in Kansas City, which claims to be the barbecue capital of the world, you can call us and tell us about the beef and the pork and all that sauce and stuff you put on it in that part of the world. Uh, and none of that would be found on the particular food. Calvin Trillin is a writer for the New Yorker, and he writes about food. And once he did a very long article about barbecue in America, and ended up deciding that Kansas City was was the barbecue capital of the world. But he had to mention Memphis and a couple of places in Texas, and that unique style of barbecue. He said that is is served east of I-95 in North Carolina, and so all I'm maintaining to my friends from Texas and places where they think you have to have a cow involved in everything that uh, we're entitled to to have our special brand of barbecue. And right out behind my grandfather's house, oh, it was probably about the equivalent of a half-city block. There they were, the hogs themselves. And there are about as many hogs, pigs, whatever, between uh, where we are here and the coast of North Carolina uh, as any place in the world. Uh, and so uh, let's talk about you and your barbecue. John, we we drummed up any business yet? Does anybody want to talk about barbecue and tell me about where they get their barbecue, whether it's in Clinton or Wilson or Greenville or Aden, North Carolina? Not yet, Tom. Okay. 
the, the number. And don't be bashful, because you'll help make this program. And we're, we're, we're uh, dedicating it to, to Wilbur's Barbecue because it, it, it is a place that tried to maintain the standards of the old-fashioned way of cooking barbecue. It's not the only place, but those places are becoming fewer. A couple have closed in the last few years. Allen and Son was a place near Chapel Hill that served old-timey old barbecue, and uh, Bill's Barbecue in Wilson was a place that my uncle used to go. Uh, that he liked uh, as well. But tell us about where you would go to get some barbecue. I've all, I hope that Joe and Carrie is on the line tonight because he will know about, about this and will make for a good conversation. And the conversation is about something we are being nostalgic about. The number is 919 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. 9783. 9783, by the way, if you have letters on your telephone, that's WPTF, so it would be 860 WPTF will work out just as well. And call and converse as you will, as much as you will, about barbecue where you uh, where you got it and where you come from. I'm going to tell you about Tom Kearney and barbecue, and I'd like to hear you tell me your story, and we can begin taking your calls if you will queue up at 919 919- Eight six zero nine seven eight three. Right now. Nine twenty at WPTF. Tom Kearney here. On nostalgia night, remembering something that uh, brings good memories. Uh, something that I have nostalgia for. You can have nostalgia for bad things. It can be for a particular point in your life or a certain thing you did or whatever. And the the death recently of the, one of the uh, maintainers of the Eastern North Carolina. Barbecue tradition, Wilbur Shirley from uh, Wilbur's Barbecue in Goldsboro, made me think about Tom and barbecue. And, and it wasn't from Wilbur's. Actually, Wilbur's opened his place about the time I went away to college. So most of my going to Wilbur's has been since then, but I still went. And it was a place where uh, members of my high school class, in fact, members of my high school who were graduates who lived there, I think it, it was several years ago they started meeting every Saturday, every the last Saturday in every month, and they had to suspend it. I think when when Wilbur had some money problems a couple of years ago, and I don't know whether they've begun to have the meeting of the Earthquakers back yet. But you were qualified to go. And one of the really nice things, and then we'll talk to Joe, was that I thought only this could happen here, uh, is that uh, there would be a whole room full of people and the poor young lady who take all the orders, would take them and bring orders as life went on because conversation and sociability was what what was intended. Uh, you got your food, and when I, when, then when I would or anyone else would leave, I would simply tell the cashier what I got. And it was kind of almost like, at least as I, as I performed it, I don't know what everybody else did, but it was like an honor thing. And, uh, and no, there are not many places that would do that, but uh, you always, we always felt like that that was our place. So that's part of the story of Tom and barbecue. Joe, you've been to Wilbur's, haven't you? I've eaten there since 61 or 62 whenever he opened. Yeah, I think it was 62 because I went off to college in, in the fall of 61, and, and it opened right after that. I had gone to, well, I, my folks always got their barbecue from Scott. You know where that is. Oh, yes. Yeah. He, he had good barbecue. And, uh, you know, Wilbur and uh, Barney Carnegie both worked for uh, – Lord Griffin. Right. He, he, that, was, that was his master, so to speak. I, yes, he was yeah. a guy named Purnell who worked there, too. So. Yeah, 
I, I don't know if Parnell, but anyway, both of uh, them, uh, Barney went to Kempstone and uh, Wilbur opened a place there in Goldsboro, about 61 or 62. And of course, Barney retired several years ago, but he and Wilbur about the same age. Barney's down at the beach and is like 90 something years old, just like uh, Wilbur was. I think they said in the obituary that Wilbur was just short of 91. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, uh, did you eat barbecue? Uh, and I, I, I wonder, in the end, uh, you sort of worked a lot in North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina, so you probably got barbecue in diff- from different places. But, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, did you have a favorite? Or I, I, to tell you the truth, I got to where it all tasted pretty good to me. I, <laughs> I, I, made, the di- I made the difference on the slaw and the hush puppies. And, yeah. and, uh, well, and like Wilbur's, I like to have the, the lemon pie for dessert. Yeah, the worst I ever had was wonderful. But uh, my favorite was uh, Barney's down at Kempston. Of course, he uh, retired probably 15, 20 years ago. But Lord Griffin's was good, and uh, and uh, Wilbur's was good, too. But well, you my, know, I, I, my I was talking to now is uh, Grad is down at uh, Dudley. Yeah, I've, I've been there one time, and uh, I couldn't tell you how to get there. I just know that it... It's near Dudley, and it's listed on Arrington Bridge Road, which if you're from Goldsboro, you can find that, but no problem. If you go south on 117, just before you cross the river there, turn left on Arrington Bridge Road, and it goes to it about five miles down there. And he's still the uh, man that works there. In fact, UNC Television, Public Television, did a, did a short program on him because he still cooks his over wood, too. Yeah, he he's 86 years old, and they closed up from Christmas until about maybe two weeks ago. I'm sure they're not going to be there very long because his, his wife told me uh, sometime six or nine months ago that uh, their children were not interested in it. You know, these young people are not interested in that much work. Well, I think that's what happened to Scott, too. It's not my, you know, I haven't done any research, but I think uh, um, the, uh, the, the children went off into other endeavors. And didn't... Uh, oh, yeah, and he had several children that worked there in the restaurant. Right, but Mr. Martell died in 92, and I talked to his sister, oh, about five years ago, and she she didn't, have, it, that was when they were still working two days a week. I don't think they work any at all now. No, they, they, they've been closed, I think, for several years. They still produce the sauce, I think. Uh, yeah, the sauce is, if anybody is new to North Carolina, or even if they've been here a long time, wants the authentic sauce to flavor um uh, Eastern North Carolina style barbecue. What they want to get is uh, is uh, Scott's barbecue sauce. Uh, that, that's right. You, you were talking about uh, the gradis and the gradis. Yes. Which how does the man in Duddy pronounce his name? Grady. If you're in Duplin or Wayne County, it's Grady. But if you move up here to Wake County, uh, some of them change it to Grady. Well, you know, some there used to be a name in Goldsboro. I will not say it that you pronounced it according to where you were on the socioeconomic scale, if you get my drift. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. You had to send me an email and tell me that. I'll tell, tell you who that was. You would recognize the name. <laughs> but some, I had a school teacher once named Grady, or Grady, I think his name was. Yeah, if, if he was in Wayne County, I'm sure he pronounced it Grady. Yeah, well, I told John I hope you called tonight because you're one person. You're not the only one, but you're one person who would understand what I was talking about. And uh, when I quit working in the daytime at WPTF about 10 years ago and just was doing this at night, me and a couple of guys I went to high school with started following the barbecue trail. You know, and we right. went, to, yeah. went to Bees and 
to the place, uh, the Skylight Grill, and so on, and uh, Hershey's, which is in Burlington, and Allen and Son, the one near Chapel Hill, is now closed, and so on, and, and uh, we, we were having a good time. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I've been, I was, I was fortunate enough that uh, with my job, uh, I ended up doing all 100 counties at one time or another. And, right. Uh, I remember, you probably don't remember the, when the Raspuses were down in Greenville. I do not. And Bob Melton was over at uh, Rocky Mount. Tom, my daddy took me and Tony Rigsby over there one day not long before he closed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a friend of mine named Jim Bass took me to Doug Saul's place in uh, Nashville. Yeah, now I didn't go to Saul's, but I you know, you used to be a Saul's place down there on South Saunders Street. You remember it? Oh, yes. I, I would come back from Goldsboro, and that was when... Uh, South Sauter Street was two lane, you know, and it was out there sort of by itself. There wasn't anything real close to it. And I, I, I was probably five miles from my house, but I, I'd have to stop and get me a barbecue sandwich just to make sure I made it. You know? Yeah, and they, uh, they used to have uh, served sweet potatoes. That's the only place I ever remember eating barbecue and you got sweet potatoes with them. Oh, that's you. You're making me hungry now, and not that anything else didn't. But uh, no, I. And there's, uh, I'm trying to think, Stevenson's is the one that's out there on 50. Yeah, yeah they're, they're good, and uh, I think they're still cooking with wood. Yeah, that's, they're supposed to be still cooking with wood, yes. And, yeah, yeah. But the, one of the ones that I was most interested in going to, and I don't mean to malign anybody tonight. I, I'm, whoever's selling barbecue, I'm glad they're selling it. Uh, but bees, we went there, and, and somebody said, when you go there, that is a verified joint, you know, because it's, <laughs> they don't have a telephone.
Northwest Street. In other words, uh, we're going to talk about King's Auto Service. All of the pollen, and Lord knows there is pollen out there. Mrs. Kearney is complaining, and we need a rainstorm to wash it away that we're now seeing, particularly the yellow kind. It's a reminder that it is time to take your vehicle to King's Auto Service for a spring checkup. Items that need to be checked include wiper blades to, to wipe that to pollen off. Uh, they have had a lot of abuse probably from the winter, chipping around them when you had uh, ice or something like that on, the, on them. And the cabin air filter is really good because it cuts the pollen out that would be inside your car otherwise. During your spring checkup, make sure that the air conditioner is ready, that it's properly charged and everything is working properly because it's going to get hot. It got up to about 85 today, and it's going to be just as hot again tomorrow and perhaps uh, Friday also. So you'll want to get your air conditioner ready here in April for the summer that we all know is coming. For those who are currently driving Toyota Prius or any other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would be able to do it. This refurbishment usually occurs at about 150,000 miles. Call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Move ready to find at uh, 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh, and they have a state inspection station too, so they can do the whole package in dealing with reconditioning and setting up your automobile. They're also at kingsautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Tom Kearney here. Uh, The only caller that we have that we ever use his last name, and I have no idea why we do that, but his name is Joe Williams, and he's been in his life. I don't really know Joe that well. I know Joe well. Joe well, he's my friend, but uh, I don't know his whole history, but he's just told us his job, and I think he worked with the, with the Agricultural Service, didn't you, Joe, or something like that? Yeah, I, I worked with USDA. Took you all over the state of North Carolina, so you probably had a plate of barbecue in, in Clay County at some point. Uh, <laughs> at some point, I don't recall, but I'm sure I did. <laughs> Cause well, that, that was always the go-to restaurant. Exactly, and and you know when you were at church and they said, well, we need to have a fundraiser. There was no doubt about what this, the the meal was going to be. It was going to be yeah. uh, barbecue, and they might include some barbecue chicken in there somewhere. Right. Uh, you you talk about Bill a while ago. He used to come over there twice a year to a church just north of uh, Wade Avenue on Oberlin Road and uh, catered a, a barbecue lunch. Who who was that that did that? Bills. Well, you know, I think uh, Lloyd Griffin's in Goldsboro, uh, which uh, was the predecessor, that's where Wilbur learned to cook barbecue, Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, used to go and serve the the Rams club at, 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 uh, at uh, one of my tribes, Keenan Stadium. And, yeah. And uh, that sort of, you know, was like an advertisement that took their name all over the state and so on, but... <laughs> Yeah, I was reading an old article on a microfilm, or I don't know what, the digitized things on the computer, and Pulis, which went out of business and canceled them in about 1965, went down to Wallace and served a big fest there that the uh, International Harvester dealer had. Yeah. And I believe that he fed about 4,000 people there. Well, the only place that I... Uh remember, and it was a question of timing, was 
what was the place? It was right out on Highway 70 in Kingston. Uh, Kings. 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 That was the only place that I remember. Strangely enough, growing up only 25 miles from Kingston, I think I probably, other than when our basketball team went over there and I had to go with them, went to Kingston maybe twice in my whole life. I just <laughs> did, did, did not go there. But uh, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I just, just remember them. And, uh, Kings is but, still doing well. They ship barbecue all over the country. Well, good. That, well, that's what we want to see. And some of the places on that barbecue trail that that uh, Whit Tuttle and I talked about the other night, that's a part of the Visit North Carolina, the tourism stuff. Right, right. Uh, yeah, they, they've got a pick of one of those maps. I believe they sell you those maps down at uh, Grad is uh, in Dudley. Mm-hmm. Well, they uh, some of the places that were on there when I first got the map, which was between five and ten years ago, are no longer in business. They've gone out of business. And so, oh, yeah. John told me you had been, uh, there was a name that popped up uh, to a restaurant. Uh, he didn't track John Sauter, my producer, asked me about it, and uh, he said you had mentioned it. Sam Jones? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Skylight Inn in Aiden. Uh, Pete Jones started that, and uh, his son, Bruce, and... Uh, Sam run it now. Of course, Sam has built a place in conjunction with somebody else there in uh, the edge of Greenville on Five Tire Road, and he's just opened a place here in Raleigh on uh, West Lenore Street. Okay, well, one of the addresses that popped up on my list was that he had, and it may be one of the places you're talking about, was it supposed to be in Winterville, which, of course, is... Yeah, that's that's the Skylight Inn. That's the Skylight Inn, okay. That's Sam's uh, granddaddy started that. They've been there since I believe before the war, they've been there since the forties. Right. Well, let's go back to Goldsboro for a minute because uh, uh, the, the, when I, you know, my theme was going to be Tom Kearney and barbecue, and, and yeah. what we used to eat was Scott's, which was a place started by a black man in Goldsboro, but he yeah. had learned uh, uh, to cook from a, 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 a person, and this guy. Carl McBride, who wrote the history, you might be interested in reading that, and I'll. I'll yeah, how how did I find it? It you need to go to Lloyd Griffin's name in the internet. Uh, uh, we'll I'll have to we'll work it out so I can send you the address of it. Okay, all right. And uh, maybe you can give John your telephone number. I'll call you and we'll talk about it. Uh, okay, that sounds good. But it's it's a good story, and uh, a man named Arnold Sasser, who was born like uh, 1870, taught uh, uh, Adam Scott, who he started uh, Scott's Barbecue about 1917, and then uh, his son uh, Martell eventually took it over, and he ran. Martell was died. the one I knew. Yeah, right, and and uh, I talked to him uh, sometime in 1990. Was the last time I I talked to him, and. Uh, but uh, my grandfather delivered Coca-Colas to him, and so we would go over there and eat barbecue once in a while. And, and Mr. John, my grandfather, got special treatment, if you know what I mean. He got yeah, yeah. We got skins and ribs as well as the barbecue. <laughs> Did you hear the story when the tax man got after Mr. Martell? Uh, no, but I'll believe it, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> Do you <laughs> want to tell me, or can you tell yeah, it on the, the radio? The, ta- the tax man uh, got him, and uh, he... Uh, Martell didn't have any records or anything, and the tax man asked him, says, how do you know you're making any money? And he said, well, he knew when he uh, bought hogs for 
fifty cents a pound and sold them for seventy five cents a plate, he's bound to be making money. <laughs> well, I, I, did, did, I, did, I should not be telling stories like this on the radio, but my mother died in two thousand six, and I was the executor of her will, and it was simple because she was not a rich lady. But the day I finished it, you know, and gave it to the clerk of court, and she said, fine, Tom, you can leave now. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went over to Scott's and bought, it was having to be a Thursday, I think, and I bought a plate of barbecue, and I went to the cemetery in Willowdale and sat on my mother's tombstone and ate that. And somebody said, well, didn't you, you know, didn't, didn't that sort of sacrilegious? I said, no, she would have loved it because that's exactly what she would have wanted me to do. Is that the cemetery Speed Riggs is buried in? Indeed it is, uh, yeah. except he's not buried there. You know that, don't you? Uh, I thought he was. Uh, he's got a tombstone there. Yeah, he's got a tombstone there, but he, I, I was told by somebody who would know, and you know, you probably know who I'm talking about. Let's don't say his name. That his, his uh, 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 what am I trying to say? His cremation results were spread on the, on the Duke uh, homestead. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, that, that would have made sense. Uh, and, uh, you know, he he worked for he didn't work for American Tobacco. He worked for the Duke family. His contract was with with the Dukes. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. in my that's the nice thing about my job. I picked up a lot of kind of interesting history uh, all along the way. But <laughs> I have we'll a talk, you we'll, can remember, and I can't remember a lot of those details. Well, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about uh, that too when we get the phone call in. I'm going to. Uh, to leave you now because we have another caller and my mother said, Tommy, you've got to be polite, but uh, let John put you on hold. John, put Joe on hold and get his telephone number, okay? And I'll call you at one day. Thank you for you helping me out a lot tonight. It's probably (laughs) Joe and Barbecue. Great. Enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. And John, if you could get Joe's telephone number for me and give it to me a little bit later. I think, uh, is it Henry that's waiting, John? And we'll, we'll take yes. a break and we'll come yes, back. Um, this is Henry. I'm on. Okay. T- tell me about you and barbecue, Henry. Okay. <clears throat> I grew up in Wilmington, and um, the best place down there was Skinner and Daniels, uh, a restaurant out on Market Street Road, and that was at the top of the line as far as I'm concerned. I think they're closed now, but uh, <clears throat> after that, there became a second good uh, barbecue restaurant called uh, Jackson's Big Oak Barbecue on um, near the south end of Carr Avenue, and that was and still is great barbecue. Okay, that's in Wilmington. I'll have to remember that. So I don't go to Wilmington much, but occasionally I do. So, Well, <clears throat> Wilmington was fortunate back uh, then and might, might still be. They had two or three good barbecue places, and another one was called Flip's. Um, F-L-I-P apostrophe S out on Oleander Drive. But they were just exceptional, whether you got the barbecue sandwich or you could get a plate, and it was all delicious, excellent stuff, really. Uh. Well, I hope they survive. You know, I've been thinking that Wilmington has never grown as fast as I thought it should because it's such a nice place. And uh, But I think it's going to take off now, kind of like Asheville is taking off. You know, they both have not uh, grown as fast as one might expect, given where they are. And it's such nice tourist places and that sort of thing. But uh, thank I, I you for waiting tonight. I think Wilmington has started growing now. 
but back in the old days, until 1910, Wilmington was the largest city in this state in population. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure you've caught up on the fact they've had severe racial problems around 1898 and so on. <clears throat> and, uh, yes, that was called the Wilmington Race Riot, and I don't really want to speak about that, of course. Uh, right. But, so we, uh, I, I mean, that was... It, that was never spoken of when I was a boy growing up until I was maybe in junior high school. Right, but, well, we, uh, don't, we don't want to get... That deserves to be talked about, but we don't have enough time for that tonight and so on. So, well, but, Tom, let me ask you this, though, because here in Raleigh, um, <clears throat> the uh, barbecue place that I like the best has closed now several years ago. It was called the Barbecue Lodge, and it was out at Mills, uh, Mini City. And now, I mean... The only one I know to go to now is the one called, it's a franchise called uh, Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue, but do you know of any other good ones that you... Well, I'm not an expert on it, and I used to go to the Barbecue Lodge, too, and there was a place out at Mini City, and there was a place right there where, where I would get off of Capitol to go to the radio station in Highwoods and so on, but uh -huh. both of those have closed up. I will just tell you that I have been getting barbecue lately from... Smithfield Barbecue, particularly the place in Cary, and it's it's fine. So I I, I don't mind <laughs> admitting that, and it's it's just good stuff. They've got the right balance of well, things. I don't. Thank you. There's some upscale barbecue places downtown that I'm sure are good. I just don't get down there very much, and it would be not right for me to speak about them. And I understand yeah. that Clyde Cooper's is reopened too. Oh yes, yes, that's got, that's good too. Well, I don't want to be ugly about it, but I do want to say. Um, <clears throat> that for an Eastern North Carolinian such as I am, and you are too, uh, when we go west in this state, the barbecue gets worse and worse. Oh, I just, as you said, I'm going to use an expression you used. I don't like to think about that. But it's all right. <laughs> it, it, it's okay if, if, if what you like, you know. I mean. That's uh, right. But, well, but I, I've, if, had, I've had some in Winston-Salem and in Statesville and in Charlotte that some of that was really almost nauseous. Well, so my brother-in-law took me a place to a place called Hills in Winston-Salem. That was pretty good, but it had red slaw, and you know the the, the barbecue is pretty much the same, but the slaw had red slaw, and the, and the sides were different and so on. But I better go because it's time for a break. So Henry, All right, take care. Take care. Good luck. Goodbye. Okay. If you want to tell us your barbecue story, your favorite barbecue place, and be as as Henry wanted to do, be nice. Uh, if you don't have something good to say, don't say anything, But uh, because it would be unfair. I, to tell you the truth, I haven't been to a place that I didn't enjoy the barbecue. Sometimes the slaw is not exactly the way I want it to be, or the Brunswick stew or whatever, but uh, I haven't met a plate of barbecue that I didn't like. It's just sometimes the one that, that's closest. But if I were in Goldsboro or anywhere near, I would probably have been at Wilbur's, uh, and Wilbur surely died uh, earlier this week, so we are kind of doing a nostalgic commemorative program, but that's a part of the Eastern North Carolina culture, a culture that WPTF Radio has served, uh, well, 96 and a half years now. We'll be back. We've got time for another quick call. If you want to put a vote in for your barbecue place, uh, tonight's program has uh, been sort of Tom and barbecue, and, uh, like I said, it was probably one of the first uh, solid foods I ate because there were we lived on a farm and they were not a big fancy farm. It was mostly so my grandfather who really worked for the Coca-Cola company. He was a blue collar type and 
kept his, he lost his house, he said, during the Depression, but he never lost his job. And uh, he did that for 40 years, And uh, but he did a little farming on the side. I think he'd call it truck farming. And uh, he had some pigs, some hogs. And for those of you who are old enough, I got to witness, uh, talking about Tom and barbecue, I got to witness uh, a hog killing. And that's something that was done a lot then, but is not done now, I don't think. There may be some, something like that going on somewhere, but uh, uh, it's a long and drawn-out thing. And after they kill the hogs, uh, well, if you are anywhere around that and you hear all the squealing, not to be to be gross, but it's a wonder that I even eat barbecue or have anything to do with uh, what's done to in processing a hog. But anyway, that's the way the world is, and we have to sort of deal deal with it then. I thought I would recommend something to you uh, uh, based having to do with Eastern North Carolina barbecue. If you're here uh, and you are a new person or a person who never has quite understood what, what the brouhaha was about Eastern North Carolina as opposed to Western North Carolina or South Carolina or Kansas City or Texas or whatever, it's, a, it's kind of a new, unique, uh, as Calvin Trillin said, something that occurs only in North Carolina, east of I-95, more or less. Uh, there's a book called Holy Smoke, uh, the Big Book of North Carolina Barbecue, and it was written by a man named John Shelton Reed and Dale Valberg Reed, who I believe is his wife. Uh, but he's just a long-time professor at Chapel Hill, and he brought this book out about 12 or 13 years ago. And I can commend it to you. It, it uh, has some recipes in it. It has the history of barbecue and what whole hog barbecue is as opposed to other kinds. And it's a good way to get the whole story. So it's John Shelton Reed, R-E-E-D. I believe it's still in print. Uh, and Dale, Dale Valberg Reed. And uh, the book's title is Holy Smoke, the big book of North Carolina barbecue. And it uh, will explain the, the mystique. It most a lot of regional areas in the country have a particular food. I was thinking recently, uh, somebody uh, was on television or was in my presence or something, and the question of uh, crab cakes came up. And if you think of crab cakes, well, I think of Annapolis because I had the best ones I've ever had in Annapolis. But uh, the people that I was watching, I think it was on TV, uh, were in Baltimore, in Baltimore as they call it, but in Baltimore. Uh, Chesapeake, it's a Chesapeake Bay regionalism, and you would get lobsters in Maine and, and so on, and certain kinds of sandwiches like the Philly cheesesteak, but regional specialties. Uh, I went to uh, Baton Rouge once, and my friend David gave me a, a, a crawfish boil there, and that was something that I'm glad that I did. In any event, uh, a tip of the hat to the uh, uh, passing of... Uh, Wilbur Shirley, uh, the owner of Wilbur's Barbecue in Goldsboro, is in other hands now, and I've got to go out and stop off and see what the barbecue tastes like. I suspect it's going to be just about the same. Tomorrow night we're going to talk about a gasseteer of names on the North Carolina coast.